Welcome to the Back Row Texan Show. Brought to you by the Back Row Sports Network. I'm your host, Branson Thomas, talking all things Houston Texans football. Here we go. Welcome back, Houston Texans fans, to another episode of the Back Row Texans show. Uh, Today is going to be a fun one. We review last week's loss to Baltimore, which sucks, but we do a little collaboration with my boy Robert Sprout for the Back Row Steelers show and have a little fun talking about the upcoming week and what we think might happen. So let's go ahead and get started. So if you guys are, you know, hungry and looking for something to eat during the game, uh, our sponsor today is a perfect fit for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost you a fraction of the face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com. Used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. That's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com, the best deal every meal. So as you know, Houston lost 33-16, to and you know when I'm watching the game live, it, it didn't seem that close, honestly. But going back and kind of thinking about things a little differently, Houston defense played a lot better than they did week one. A um, couple of issues you know, that stretch this out, obviously. You have Kiki QT fumbling the ball. Um, and then returning it for a touchdown. And then the interception by Watson that they ended up getting points on as well. And also the fourth down attempt on our own 34, uh, fourth and one that didn't go our way. So there, there's definitely things in the game that we kind of shot ourselves in the foot in doing that really could have changed it It, and as well with a couple of key third downs you know early in the second quarter or late in the second quarter I should say there was a third and seven on Houston side of the field or on Baltimore side of the field excuse me and they converted and ended up you know moving down the field and you know getting a field goal out of it eventually we held them and they got a field goal well there was points there we had a fourth and one that Mark Ingram took a direct snap from and rushed it up the middle all the way to the end zone, 30 yards. You know, it's it's things like that. You kind of, you should get these stops, you know, when you need to. And, and we just weren't, you know, we, we actually held Lamar to 
you know, an okay game. He had 204 yards, a touchdown, and like 54 rushing yards, I believe, somewhere in there. So he didn't have, by any means, an amazing game. So we did our job there, but we still ended up giving up 230 yards rushing on the day. I mean, 186 of that was in the second half alone. So whatever we were doing in the first half, we need to continue to do. But again, it was 20-10 to 10 going into halftime, and the game actually was played a little closer than that. Obviously, the defensive touchdown happened right there to make it 20 to 10 because it was, you know, it was really close. We were within a score. You know, we were going to drive down, hopefully, you know, score, take the lead maybe to go into halftime, but things like that. So they scored there. Then you had, you know, the interception to where. You know, we did eventually get the ball back after that and kick a field goal as time expired into the half. But, yeah, it's just the little things like that that we're shooting ourselves in the foot. And it it doesn't look like we're in sync yet still. The offense has been the issue this year. It has. And that was the thing people were most excited about. That and then the offensive line. I was <laughs> – go listen to any of my podcasts. Cohesion, continuity, all these things with the offensive line, how they're going to do so much better. Last year, they were like eighth in the league in pass protection. But this year, they're like dead last in the league. You know, they've given up the most sacks out of any team in the NFL so far. Sure, Watson holds on to the ball some. Some of those are on him, but still, the offensive line has taken a major step back, and it's not good. It really isn't. You know, we gave up four sacks, and like 13 pressures. So, I mean, that's tough. It is. You know, he's running around for his life back there, and it's not going to get any easier this next week. But overall, I thought the defense didn't do terrible, especially having short field a couple times. J.J. Watt, he got himself two sacks. You know, this is his 26th multi-sack game of his career. I believe is the most since he's entered the league. But, I mean, that's kind of what you expect from your three-time defensive player of the year. When he's healthy and on the field, he does does some work. You know, he had a couple more pressures on Jackson, quarterback hits, and I think even swatted one down uh, late in the fourth quarter. So he had himself a day. A little black spot on the defense, I thought, was, you know, rookie defensive tackle Ross Blacklock. He got ejected, uh, got an unnecessary roughness penalty, and, you know, he, he threw a punch. You can't do that. You know, Watt was asked about it. He said it was a stupid play. It was selfish. You know, it's dumb. So he, he blasted him in front of the media, which, I, you know, I don't necessarily agree with. You know, go talk to the kid, which he said he did. He said he talked to him. But then leave it at that. You know, don't don't blast him in front of everybody. I mean, Unless you're trying to prove a point, maybe when he talked to Ross, Ross was like, dude, screw you. So then, all right, fine, fair game. Blast him, but I don't know. Overall, you know, we couldn't get anything going again to start the game. It's been RMO for as long as Bill O'Brien's been here. We just don't start games off very well, which for whatever reason, I, I don't get it. But 
we definitely looked a lot better when we started doing up tempo and man we we need to do up tempo if we do that this week there's a good chance that uh we keep this game extremely close if you get deshaun watson a chance at the end of the game he can make things happen so play fast and and play hard and you know to start the season i picked this one as a loss i did i didn't think we'd beat baltimore but if you'd have told me before the season started that our defense would have done what it did against Lamar, and I I think we would have been a lot closer than 33 to 16. So far, Houston's 0-2, home or away. They're 0-1 at both, so it doesn't matter there. Hopefully, we can go up to Heinz Field and and put it to them. You know, do some work. Bright spot. Brandon Cooks had five catches for 95 yards. You know, so he seems like he's getting in rhythm with Deshaun, which is a really good sign. But, you know, having said that, the scary part, Will Fuller left in the second quarter with a hamstring injury. Yes, yes, many of you sitting here saying, oh, what else is new? He did come back, though, so it must not have been that serious, which, you know, is good. And he's not currently on the injury report, so all signs say he's fine, good to go. So... That's good. We need both of them clicking. But the most shocking thing to me about the entire game last week, Will Fuller did not have a single target that game. Not one. You cannot have your offense click and him have zero targets. He is, you know, quote unquote, your number one receiver. You got to throw him the ball. You do. It, Honestly, you can't lock into one guy the whole game. Can't just be Cooks this game, Fuller this game, Cobb this game, Stills this game. It, it can't happen. You have to spread the ball around if you're Deshaun. You do. That's the only way Houston is going to start hurting people offensively. If they spread the ball around, you've got weapons everywhere. Jordan Akins, he looks really good as a tight end right now. Get him the ball over the middle. That's the Steelers' weak spot is over the middle. You gotta feed Cobb and Aikens over the middle. And when we did that this past game, we moved the ball on them. Why we we went away from it in the second half, I don't know, but we did. And it's unfortunate. That that's kind of all I'll say about last week. Uh touch on some injury things. You know, Cooks Cooks is on the injury report. He'll play. Tunzel and Howard were both on there. Howard was a full participant for his ankle. Tunzel was on there for his elbow. He'll play. Same with J.J. Watt. He was on their first groin. Limited participant. He'll play. Everybody we had on the injury report was a limited participant, including um, Duke Johnson, which hopefully he will return this week. That'll be good. Um, Colin Gillespie left the game last week with a concussion symptoms. You know, he was limited participant, so we're waiting to see if he clears and can, can play this week as well. But all signs point to, you know, everybody playing this week, which... A lot of teams can't say. This week has been a crazy week for injuries. Seven ACL tears alone. That is insane. Plus, there's, I think, three or four more other knee injuries. Several other people are hurt. Half of the 49ers team, including their MRI machine and plane, are broken down. So it, it's nuts. It, it was a crazy week for injuries. And, you know, I don't know if. Bill O'Brien is kind of holding back on playing some guys, you know, the minutes they should be playing to try to get them into football shape. You know, if that's the case, you know, kudos. You've kind of avoided injury, knock on wood. 
thus far, but we got to get it going. Yes, we were 0-3 a couple years ago, and we're 11-5 to end the year. The schedule does get easier throughout the season, but still, losses are losses, and these are hard to make up. Statistics show it's harder to get into the playoffs this way. So we need to do some damage this week, and, and hopefully teams around the league can do damage as well to our you know opponents. Last week, I needed Minnesota to beat Indianapolis. That didn't happen. This week, Minnesota plays Tennessee. Again, we need Minnesota to beat them to help us out. Hopefully it does happen. Hopefully, you know, we'll see. The uh, Titans and Jags went to overtime. 33-30 to was the final. Titans pulled it out. Jaguars and Minshew look real. It's it's crazy. Their defense may not be there, but offensively, they, they're pretty good. So that, you know... More and more, I'm getting a little bit worried about that game against Jacksonville. So we'll see. If, if our offense can turn it around and start clicking, no, I'm not, I'm not as worried about it. But if they don't, it's, it could be bad. So, you know, like I said, hopefully we go up to Pittsburgh. We do our job, and other teams around the league do their job to kind of take down part of our division. So... Let's let's jump into that now. Let's let's go ahead and talk about the the upcoming game this week and talk with Robert up there in Pittsburgh and his Steelers. So here is the collaboration. Hey everyone, welcome to uh, Back Row Collaboration. My name is Rob Sprout. I run the Back Row Steelers Show. With me today, I have Branson Thomas of the Back Row Texans Show. How you doing today, Branson? Man, I'm doing good. It's always a pleasure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to do this collaboration with you, dude. It's pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. i got a got lots to talk about today. Oh, yeah. Well, mostly we're going to talk about how bad the Texans are going to get beat. But <laughs> I don't know. I it's... laugh, but uh, I'm, I might not be thinking too differently. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it actually might be a little closer than we're anticipating, and that makes me a little nervous. Uh, Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern at Heinz Field there in Pittsburgh. The Texans and the Steelers are going to show down for, I believe, the seventh game of the series. Uh, right now, the Steelers lead the series four games to two. And I'm sure your Texans want to turn that around. But it's definitely. Gonna be, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a tough, tough table to turn there with uh, Pittsburgh's defense playing the way they are. Yeah, they're they're definitely one of the top, if not the top defenses in the league right now. So it's going to be uh, going to be a tough, tough feat for, for Houston. But it looked like, from what I could tell, the uh, the weather's supposed to be like 70s and clear skies, so, you know, perfect for football. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, it's getting ready to be some fall weather here, football weather as we like to call it. But uh, a nice, good, clear day. Makes for good football and keeps the players happy too. Generally a little more healthy. <laughs> so uh Yeah, absolutely. No excuses. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, it was it was it started raining on our drive. So the ball was slippery. No, we're we're not gonna do that. So it's gonna be good. it's gonna be a good game. I'm super excited, man. Uh I'm always excited for a good home game in Pittsburgh. I I'm happy that 
it, it seems like some of the competition this year is a little more even across the NFL. Uh, we're seeing that quite a bit. And you're, you guys didn't look so great in week one. Last week, you kind of like held it together for a while. Uh, and I don't know. What, what do you think is going to happen? It's almost like these first couple weeks are like almost preseason games. Yeah, it feels that you know, way. For a lot of teams, just get getting used to hitting again, getting used to playing football again. You know, there's some conspiracy theorists out there that say Bill O'Brien has, has treated those two games as, as preseason games, You're not giving the full starters the snaps, not really, you know, doing the full open offense, you know, playbook. So, Wait, that's a thing? I, I don't know. I guess that's what people are saying. I don't I don't necessarily believe him. Uh, oh, seem, it's so, like so, an excuse. So before we started recording, you were talking about whatever that like Houston group chat or something that you're in. Yeah, it gets blown up. Are they talking about that in there? Uh, I've heard from a couple people in there. Yeah, I've heard uh, do on they some have... other podcasts as well. Really? Do they actually do they have ties to the team in any way that it's like actually? Um the podcast one of the guys on there does he he breaks a lot of news um on there and he wasn't necessarily backing it um so i i don't personally think that's true but it's it's just kind of funny to think about you know bill o'brien treating these as preseason games and you know trying to outsmart the whole league right well losses count yeah, no kidding. And I mean, maybe he thought we weren't going to win those anyway, so why not? But maybe Bill O'Brien. I, I don't. <laughs> he's outsmarting himself. He's oh. trying to, anyways. I don't know how that guy still has a job. <laughs> he well, he he's now GM and coach, so he can't fire himself. That's so ridiculous. How? Mm. I don't even know how that happened. That's so bad. It's, well, he looked at so he got his extension right after Deshaun Watson's rookie year. You know, Deshaun Watson came into the league and lit it up. And if right. he hadn't gotten hurt, who knows what would have happened? You know, they were almost unstoppable. Um, so I'm guessing you know the McNair family saw that and said, "Hey, we'll sign you and keep you going." And somehow he snuck his way into the GM job too. I didn't know a head coach could do that. Like, I'm being well, completely honest. Like I had no idea that a head coach could be the head coach and the GM. Like I know normally the head coaches have quite a bit of say as to what players they want when it comes to drafting and trades and things. There are some GMs that are just going to do whatever the hell they want, like your Jerry Joneses of the world. Uh, well, Jerry's the owner. Right. Well, he runs it like the GM. Yeah, their GM there really doesn't do anything. Right. And uh, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy to me. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. But, I mean, nowhere does it say that a team has to have a GM. So. Well, he's getting paid. I don't know how much he really cares whether the team wins or not. Yeah, so right. And he's if making you can't, money. If you, if you can't fire yourself, that'd be hilarious. That seems like a move <laughs> Bill O'Brien would make. Like I'm, I'm gonna, gonna trade, I'm gonna myself. trade myself, or I'm gonna fire myself. Nah, that's <laughs> that's yeah, such a, a Bob he's move. A, he trades himself. <laughs> he's the head coach for somewhere else and the GM for the Texans. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, stay in the same division too, just to screw everybody. Yeah, Jacksonville. Well, he can oh, go man. head coach over there. 
I don't know if Jacksonville needs a head coach. Man, they look pretty good. They look real good. I love me some Gardner Minshew. I'm all aboard the Minshew hype train. Let's go. I, I like that kid. I like that guy a lot. Yeah, I do too. I'm I'm definitely pulling for him. He gets he gets a lot of crap, and he's pretty damn entertaining. He's actually pretty good too. Like he's yeah, kind of shutting bad. a lot. Of, he's shutting a lot of people up this year, which is pretty awesome. But oh man, we we're gonna get sidetracked here. We start talking about all the other teams in the NFL. Right. Uh, let's 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 stick to the program, so to say. I apologize. I didn't get you a show sheet or anything, man. I've been working my butt off, and then I came home, did the Steelers podcast, and then rolled right into this. Just kind of jotted some notes down. Uh, I don't know. I, I was I was looking at some things like the, the the point lines and stuff like that for sports betting, and I thought that was kind of unique. Uh, the Texans are only a three-and-a-half-point under, underdog. Did you know that? I, I thought it was four last time I checked, but it may be three and a half now, so it's it's creeping that way. I know right, it started right. off, I think, the week five and a half. Which is, so uh, that's a pretty big closer. spread. Yeah, and at three and a half point underdogs, uh, are you a betting man? I am. I do do enjoy it quite a bit. Okay. Uh, I, not so much for me, right? But uh, would you take the over or under on that against your team? Well, they're 0-2 against the spread this year. Um, I want to say the Steelers, because I, I was reading something, they were 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. So And covering the spread? And covering the spread. What? So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't know if I trust the offense enough right now. If, if they can start clicking, right. then... Like, if they come out firing and actually do, like, up-tempo and get the wide receivers involved, I it'll be close if they don't beat them. But I just haven't seen it yet, so it's hard to hard to trust that. So I might not go against it. I might take the Steelers still on that. Right, right. I, I, th- I think I'm kind of with you. Uh, our issue is going to be old Randy Fickner, our offensive coordinator, really just kind of blowing it. This guy goes into like, oh, we're just going to play conservative offense to try to run the clock down toward the end of the game, and then they wind up not getting a first down on the third downs and having to punt the ball away, and then giving the ball back to an offense eager to try to beat the Steelers, and our defense is just forever on the field and exhausted. So, Well, and that's how, that's how ours was game one. You know, against the Chiefs, it was our defense couldn't get off the field. Kansas City had like eleven play drive, sixteen play drive. You know they were whooped. Yeah, that's 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 so much. God, it's so much time on the field. Like defenses can't do that because they're they're these guys are out there running routes and they know what they're doing. They know what route they're running. Right, the defense. I I'd argue to say they probably have to exert maybe twice as much energy trying to cover those guys. Just oh, absolutely. The, the body response start up, reaction. You know. Yeah trying to break different directions not knowing like you said where it's going you use a lot more energy that way yeah yeah like mental and physical so uh, yeah i don't know if the if the defenses can't get off the field then that, that presents a, a huge issue especially when yeah. your team like the steelers or like you said the texans did in week one where we go into this kind of slow motion offense type thing and it, it just gets really annoying 
and it's tough to see. It's tough to watch. It's frustrating as a fan to watch Pittsburgh just kind of like, well, we had to, the pedal to the metal at the beginning of the game, and now this is what we're doing. It just you must doesn't... be reading the Texan script also. <laughs> right. Anytime they get a lead, Bill O'Brien tries to play it safe, and it ends up biting us in the butt. Yeah, we're just going to run the ball. Like, well, How about you trust your quarterback to not throw interceptions? Like, we're not talking about Kirk Cousins here. We're talking about... Well, and I mean, like last <laughs> week, you know, our defense <laughs> actually didn't play bad, but we right. had turnovers, went for it on fourth down, in our like on our 34, mm, yeah. and didn't convert it, so... Just kind of some, you give, some the, dun- you give the defense a short field. Yeah, that, that's rough. So I think solid so coaching could, could help a lot. Absolutely. So I was looking also when I was looking up these, uh, the Texans being the three and a half point underdog, Houston is averaging 18 points per game. Now it's only been two games. That's not a lot of points though. Uh, that is tied for 27th in the NFL. There's only 32 Sounds teams. about right. Right. Houston is surrendering 33.5 points per game this season, which is number 28 in the NFL. So you're at the bottom couple for scoring and defending. It's not looking good. All right. No, definitely not. Well, like yeah. last week gave up a defensive touchdown. That doesn't help. And like I said, two short fields. On off turnovers, it's it's hard to hard to stay in games like that. You're gonna give up points that way, right? And for whatever reason, like last week, Will Fuller did not get a single target in that game. He's supposed to be your number one receiver this year, and you didn't throw him the ball at all. Didn't even look at him. Yes, he was out. He left in the second with a hamstring injury, but came back in the second half and still nothing. So. They got to figure something out to get that offense going. Yeah, it's really strange. Um, maybe, maybe the conspiracy theory is falling in there. Uh, I don't know. That's such a weird thing to me. <laughs> uh, just that you well, wouldn't... If they come out and blow out the Steelers and go on like a ten-game winning whoa, streak. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'll fall right in in line of that conspiracy theory. Yeah, that and you gonna start believing in like space lizard Illuminati too? Like, come on. There's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so I, I read off here about Houston and what they're averaging points per game and whatnot. Pittsburgh's averaging 26 points per game on the offense, which is number 14 in the NFL. So we're in the top half. I wouldn't say that it's great, but both games that we played against the giants. And then, uh, last week we, we scored 26 points and in each game. So I I don't know what to think. I feel like again we're letting off the throttle at some point and we're just kind of stuck right there like okay, that should be enough and we're going to rely on our defense. So hopefully that's not the case. I don't feel like that's something that we can do against Deshaun Watson. I, I just right. don't. That guy that guy wants to go out there and win games, man. He's he's going to find a way to do things. And he he's being limited a little bit I think by some of the weapons that are out there for him. And maybe when Will Fuller came back, he wasn't running the full route. I don't know. But you would think that his drive and the type of player that Deshaun Watson is that I'm kind of nervous about, is 26 points for Pittsburgh going to be enough? 
And like I said, if if they get the wide receivers involved in the game, it's a completely different offense, and they'll put up points. Mm-hmm. But they haven't shown it the first two games. So. Yeah, even even I I expected more out of Brandon Cooks. And, yeah, we, and you I, know, week one he wasn't really there. I think he had two for twenty, and then mm-hmm. this last. Last week he caught five of eight for ninety five, so he he was the only wide receiver that really did much. Right. And then you uh, got you got Randall. And, where's Randall Cobb at? Well, yeah, he got a couple catches, didn't he? So he did a little better this game. Week one he only had one target. So like I said, you got to get these guys involved. And maybe it's just a comfort thing, man. I don't know. It's kind of weird. No, absolutely. Mm. You know, they did. They haven't played any games together except for these. So, got to get used to each other. Practices only do so much, you know. And another thing that I think needs to change in this offense, a lot of the wide receivers, they run a lot of hot routes. You know, right. they can run and have the, their options as to what to do based on the defender. And that works great, except for your quarterback can't predict what you're going to do and throw you open sometimes. He almost has to wait until you make your decision before he can throw it. And I think that's screwing Deshaun up quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not used to the timing with these guys. So uh, uh, he doesn't know what they're going to do. And trading Nuke away was probably one of the, the strangest things that I've seen a team do, especially for what you guys did it for. And I think it's kind of putting hurting on Deshaun Watson, but you're kind of as the season progresses here, hopefully he starts to adapt. And it, it kind of already looked that way going in week two versus week one, with where he was throwing the ball. And the the only real hiccup there is the Will Fuller thing. Right. No, absolutely. It's it's getting better each week, so. Hopefully show some more progress this week against your stout defense. Yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, Pittsburgh's only surrendering 18.5 points per game this season, which is tied for sixth. So that, that they're which doing pretty more good. more than what we score per game. Right. So <laughs> it is. Not by much. That little half a point. Uh, maybe that'll cover the spread. I don't know. But we'll see. I mean, Pittsburgh's defense – that they're still making some adjustments and trying to figure out who's who in the zoo and where people were playing in coverage. Uh, did you see, uh, I think it, I can't remember if it was today or yesterday. I got an alert saying about some Steelers news that uh, Mike Tomlin brought in referees to Steelers practice. I think he's done that before. Right. And I feel like I've, I've heard that in the past that he brings them in there and, you He's know, like, hey, legit has them call fouls so they get used to it, right? So it, I've I've never heard of any team doing that other other than the Steelers. It's I don't not know. a bad idea, right? It's I think it's I think it's really intelligent because our guys are going out there and getting pass interference calls left and right, and now we're gonna go in here and I gotta face Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. I I need to know what I can and cannot get away with and what's gonna be pass interference. They're, you know they're going to be hand battling and stuff the whole way down the field all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be kind of crazy. And I just our, – our biggest weakness, I think, this week, and maybe you guys will exploit it, is across the middle 
you get that that middle route right there and you're gonna see like your randall cobb or i don't know darren fells is probably gonna have a monster game again i'd go with jordan akins over darren fells probably really yeah uh akins is more of the receiving tight end now and he's got definitely had some flashes i think he could he could do a lot but the first two weeks the texans have not attacked the middle of the field when they moved the ball easily last week on baltimore mm-hmm. that's what they were doing was hitting the middle hitting akins hitting cobb hitting uh johnson david johnson in the backfield yeah so if they do that then yeah by all means but i haven't seen it yet yeah i don't know I don't know you saw what Pittsburgh did week one against the Giants, man, and they just they really, really disrupted them. Uh, I'm not too familiar with your guys's O line. I don't know how you're gonna deal with the the side rush coming from Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt. That's that's a pretty nasty combo coming left and right, and then David Johnson trying to go anywhere. No, we uh, uh, we definitely took a step back on the O line department, which most Texans fans are that's probably the biggest surprise this year you know we started the same five guys uh, for the first time in the Bill O'Brien era like uh, one year to the next right and they did really well last year together as a group you know I think they were like eighth in the league in pass protection damn um, which surprised a lot of people yeah Uh, right now we're sitting at like 28th in the league or third actually I think it's 31st in the league or the last one of the two. Last week we gave up what four sacks and then thirteen quarterback hits. That's not good news for you. No, it's that not. Is not good. And news. with your guys's pass rush, you guys lead the league in sacks, I believe. Oh yeah, we're up there. We got crazy, crazy amount of sacks. Uh, we call it Saxburg. <laughs> yep. So it, it, I don't know the last time I've seen such a violent defense on on pittsburgh it's not this, since this, the steel this, curtain i know man this group of guys they're just they got a cohesion too and that helps a lot like they've played together for a while now i think minka being like the newest addition honestly the rest of the team has been together man he came over and that changed the entire you know everything for this defense Right, and, and it was like a huge motivator, too. So was, I was super happy when we traded for him. I was like, yep, worth it. And for a, a first-rounder, that's all I'm paying. For a player like Minka Fitzpatrick, who can isolate a third of the field, like they're not throwing his way. Yeah, so, no, he, he's, been, he's been awesome for you guys. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. You guys have quite quite the receiving weapons there. It's just a matter of, is Deshaun Watson going to have time to throw the ball? Correct. You know, it, honestly, they gotta they gotta go back to maybe more bootlegs, getting him out of the pocket, because he does a lot more when he's out on his feet. You know, not scrambling for his life. Yeah, for sure. That that seems to be uh, a common issue the last two games for teams playing Pittsburgh. So. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to Sunday for sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, maybe we can. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to live stream or not. I, I I don't really like to do that. I kind of like to just enjoy the game. So. Yeah, if I hit the live stream, I'd have to check the explicit box. 
<laughs> Quite that, often. And that's okay. <laughs> so I I just I just checked that box when I finished recording the back row Steelers show just a few minutes ago. So, nice. Yeah. I was like I think I dropped an F bomb or two in there. So and it was during my Randy Fickner speech. I went off <laughs> I went on a rant. So <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it just comes out. I didn't even have that written down. It was just it's kind of a natural flow. But, Genuine. Yeah. Uh All right, so let's I'm I'm taking a look at the injury report. That's exactly where I was going to head next. All right, sweet. So, uh you want to cover Pittsburgh or Texans first? Uh, we can cover you guys. You guys got a pretty big guy coming back this week. Hell yeah, we do. We got old David DeCastro back. And the reports, all the reports say that he had a knee problem. And they put him on a practice squad. And I don't know why. It didn't make sense to me because he comes back to practice and he's immediately practicing in full. Normally, yeah, if you have a knee problem, weird. it's really weird. I was like, man, this is, that's the strangest recovery. Uh, hey, I'm coming back. I had an injury. So they put me on the practice squad. I don't know if it was just like saving an IR spot for the other starters because like we had a starting O-line. We were good to go. And then if something was going to happen to somebody, we had the space on IR. And we're like, we'll, we'll just waste one of our practice squad spots. I don't know. That's really, really bold. Yeah, I would have thought somebody would have taken him, you know, straight out from under you, putting him on the practice squad. Yeah. So we have a, let's see here, David DeCastro's back. So he should be playing on Sunday, which is awesome. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, I think he took a vet day. Pouncey took a vet day. Uh, but Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith Schuster are both kind of nursing some injuries from last week. Deontay Johnson, now he had an injury the week before as well, and it, it says toe. So I don't know if he just has some soreness in his feet. Maybe he's got just like a minor little turf toe thing going on. I don't know. I hope it doesn't get worse. Deontay Johnson's leading Pittsburgh in targets, so I don't really want him missing games. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, he, had a, he got hit in the knee last weekend, so he's got a little bit of knee things going on. He did not practice either. It could just be a safe thing. We'll see what happens tomorrow, and as the week progresses, look for Thursday and Friday for things to get a little better for them. You'll probably see limited practices, and then it'll be a full go on Sunday. And I think that's uh, Tyson Alualu, our defensive end. He's not I, – I don't think he's going to play. And he really, he really hurt his knee last week, and I think they're going to give him an extra week. So you can – Look, look for other other players to step up there. I don't know. They may shove, like, Alex Highsmith, our rookie, over onto the edge. And he's no slouch either. So, I hope your team's ready. Hope so. Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, Cam Hayward didn't pra practice either, but I think it's just a Veterans Day as well. No injury to report. Yeah. We, didn't, uh, we didn't have anybody miss. We had several people with limited practice, but that's nothing new with Houston. They do that a lot, especially with their vets. Yeah. You know, you had Brandon Cooks on there for his quad, which he's been dealing with all year long. Uh, he's a limited participant, but he's been playing, and I don't see any 
issues there. He'll he'll play on. Uh, Duke Johnson, who missed last week with an ankle injury, uh, he was a limited participant, and everything's leaning towards him coming back to the field, which will be huge. He he definitely helps out the offense for sure. Uh, Cullen Gillespie, a fullback, he left last week with a concussion. Um, or possible concussion. He was a limited participant. He's got to pass that protocol first. Then you got both tackles on here. Laramie Tunzel and Titus Howard. You never Mm want to see your tackles on here. (laughs) No, you don't. But, yeah, Tunzel, elbow injury, which I haven't really heard much about, so I'm guessing that's more of that veteran's limited practice. My elbow kind of hurts. Let me let me take this part off, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And then Titus, he he did have a little ankle thing, but he uh, he was a full participant, so I was excited about that. Yeah, I think I then saw that. Like he got he like rolled it or something in the game, and I, I to me it looked a little worse. Like as I was watching it, and I saw him like grab it. I don't know. I was watching some of the some of the games and flicking around on Sunday, so it's it's good to see that he's back though, because it, it kind of looked like his foot just went a little sideways or something. No, absolutely. It's definitely a, something we didn't want to see. No. Ugh. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, really, last but not least on there is J.J. Watt. You know, the, mm-hmm. a little bit of a groin issue and a light participation, but. You know, kind of like the Cooks and the Tunzel thing. I feel they're just kind of – they've really been limiting J.J. Watt's practices off season and during the season. He's you know, getting he's, old, man. Yeah, he's, he's getting there. And they're trying to get, you know, get the best out of him in the games and not hurt him during practice or anything like that. Well, which makes sense. But he got through the Kansas City game without getting hurt. But speaking of the Watt, no, yeah. J.J. Watt, this is the the first game that all three Watt brothers are playing in at the same time. Oh, yeah. How exciting is that? That's super cool to me. Like, you get, you know, TJ and J.J., and then I don't know why Derek isn't DJ. Maybe his middle name isn't J. I don't know. But it's pretty awesome. I'm sure they're going to have a good time. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about the, yeah, uh, the can whole. Yeah, imagine the whole... being those parents. I know, and you get to go. Uh, they don't get to go because Pittsburgh's not allowing uh, family in or fans in. I should say. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the family's not there, being that it's the Watts, and that's going to be a huge thing for that that team and for that game. Like they're just, oh god, they're awesome. They're such good people. They really are, and really violent on the field, but they are really good people. No, they really are, for sure. So, that's that's pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I know the media is going to beat the hell out of it before the game, though, so that that may get a little annoying, but, yeah, I'll deal. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Anything else? have to... Uh... Go ahead. Sorry. Man, I, I, I got... Uh... I got nothing really. Yeah. What's uh what's your score prediction for the game? Ooh, all right. Let's get to that. Oh man. I've been thinking about this since uh you said, Hey, do you want to do a collaboration episode? And I was like, I need to come up with a score for what's gonna happen. And I think you're gonna get oh, 
it's tough because it, man, it could be a, a all offense game, or it could be a all defense game, and uh, it's really tough to make a prediction. I think I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh wins, thirty-five to thirty-one. So just outside. Not bad. I got you guys winning as well. Coming into the season, it was going to be close. I want to say I chalked it up as a loss. I think I had us going 2-2 two and two in the first four. Mm-hmm. But it does 4-20 to 20, Pittsburgh. You cut out there. You want to say that again? Not quite as high a scoring. I got 24 to 20 in favor of Pittsburgh. I don't think it's going to be as high a scoring game. Okay. 24 to 20. So you're just outside the spread as well. All right. Correct. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, either way, uh, I, I like being able to agree with. Oh, I think I lost you. So I like being able to agree with the Texans guy here and. It, it, I don't know. It's just going to be a lot of fun. I'm pretty excited. It's it's going to be a good game. I'm probably going to jump on here with Branson. There we are. All right. Yeah, I got you back. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. You started cutting out, and then all of a sudden you weren't there. But that's fine. I just kind of filled it with a little bit of dead air and then me talking to myself. <laughs> so I'm not going to edit it out. I'm just going to leave it in there. Perfect. Yes. I'll be like, I'm just going to send him a message quick, see if I can get him back. And here you are. So uh, did you get my prediction? You got my prediction, right? Yeah, uh, 24 to 20. Yep. Right? I like being able to agree with you that Pittsburgh is going to win. Yeah, I don't, but that's just what I've seen so far. I guess being a Texans fan, you got like, do you just like at the beginning of the season – open up the recipe book and you're like, what is the best recipe for humble pie? <laughs> Man, I'm not going to lie to start coming into the season. I was pretty hyped about the offense. I thought it was going to be high flying, going to be a big shootout in Kansas city. And I have seen none of it. <laughs> so it's, it's been tough. I, I thought I felt the same way about the Texans though. Like I expected what you just said, and it didn't happen. And when it didn't happen, I was like, oh, what, what's happening? No, so, for sure. Yeah. And I, I don't know. You got you to gotta chalk some things up, too. Like, you know, Kansas City is no slouch, although I don't know what happened last weekend. They almost lost to the Chargers. Yeah, man, Herbert had a hell of a debut. Dude looks like the truth, right? And then <laughs> and their dumbass coach. I don't know. I'm going to start Tyrod Taylor no matter what. Get out of here, dude. Well, I'm pretty sure Herbert's starting this week again. Yeah, he is. Did you read what happened to Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, he, had, he was having issues with his chest, or it was his ribs. He was going to wear like a wrist, rib guard in uh, pregame. They were going to uh, give him an injection. Uh huh. And they punctured his lung. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> like, Dude, you know what? Like, I don't even know how I feel as like a man that someone would puncture my lung. Like, what would I do to that man that did that to me? 
Oh, I'd be pissed. Because he I, might have lost his job this year because of it. Right. Well, not if Herbert just comes that, out and like, balls again. He's he's starting the rest of the year. Right. I I don't think that Tyrod Taylor assumed that he was going to have the job the whole year. Right. But at the very least, he wanted to be able to freaking breathe. Well, get some tape well, out there like, for another team next year. Then, if, if you're thinking that, yeah. I mean, he. I, I don't know. That's just insane to me. Like, I'd be suing the doctor. I'd be suing the Chargers. I'd be lighting them up for every dime I can get. Yeah, I'd be I'd be pretty pissed. Because not only did you stab my damn lung, you ruined my livelihood. God, uh, that would hurt. Just thinking dude, about I don't, it. Man, I don't even, I'm sitting here, like, holding my chest like, God. <laughs> like, that's, ugh. Well, yeah. already your ribs were hurting to the point where you needed something to make them numb pregame before you go get bashed on, and then they stab you. <laughs> <laughs> your ribs are just inside the skin. Like, I just... How far in did that damn needle go that he punctured his lung? Like... Yeah, who knows? Uh, That's crazy. Uh, uh-uh. I, I don't know. I don't really have a problem with needles, but I do now. Like just uh no. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> but all right, man. Uh well I will be messaging you, nope. I'm sure, on Sunday and I'm gonna talk all the smack or get your recipe for the humble pie. Uh I don't know. I'm hoping I don't need that <laughs> recipe. I I've, I've got it written down. I bet. Right as got it, it written down and ready to send to you, hopefully. You, I know you didn't <laughs> get it from anyone in Cleveland because they think they're gonna win every game of the year. Uh, and <laughs> no, no, so, not that bad. Yeah, but all right, man. Although well, my favorite with Cleveland, my favorite with Cleveland was the little uh, was it beer fridges that were locked up until their first win. Oh yeah, it have like beer for like ninety eight, six, seven weeks. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you have like a no win season, you're screwed. Like just just dump it out, just unplug it. It all expires. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome alright man uh, well if you don't got anything else I don't either and I think I'm going to wrap it up for the night it's getting kind of late and I got to work yep same here so alright man well it was definitely fun uh, I kind of wish we played each other twice a year so we could do this more but I'm, I'd be definitely down to jump on if you want a guest at any point on your podcast and I'd be happy to have you on mine as well no, for sure. I'd so. be happy as well. And hey, we still have playoffs, possibly. Mm. Possibly. Well, I mean, it depends. You took two losses like it's the preseason, so I don't know. Well, okay. So my only bit of encouragement for any Texans fans out there was was two years ago we started zero and three, ended eleven and five, and won the AFC South. This is true. If any team can do it, we can do it. So, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, you got to get through Jacksonville first. Yeah, right. <laughs> Minshew magic. That's it. Mania. I love it. I love that kid. All right, man. Well, uh, I'm going to say goodnight. I don't really have a whole lot else. I, I didn't really, like I said, do a show sheet. So, uh, Just uh, winging it. Yeah, man. That's I, what I, I like. I liked it, too. I had a good time. Oh, that's fun. All right, man. Well, I'm going to hit stop on the old record here, and uh, we will see everyone 
or you will hear us, I should say, I guess, sometime in the future here. And I believe, Branson, you're dropping this as part of your podcast for the week, right? For your weekly Texan yes, show? Yes, sir. All right. Tomorrow. And this is going to be just a, an additional episode for me for the Back Row Steelers show. And I hope everyone enjoyed our week three preview. And thanks for tuning in. See ya. There you have it. That was the collaboration there with Robert up in Pittsburgh. Lots of fun. You know, it's a good time talking with him. And, you know, like we said in there, hopefully we get to chat it up again. Um, maybe in the playoffs, that would be the next opportunity. So we shall see. But, you know, Houston's got to bring it this week. Starting out 0-3 is, is really tough to come back from. But if any team could do it, it would be us. Thank you again for listening in. You know, don't forget to share this with your friends and, and their friends, maybe your family too. Any Texans fans out there, welcome. Uh, hit me up if you have any questions, Instagram or Twitter. They are both at BackRowTexans. And if you want to shoot me an email, you feel it's more private that way, it's BackRowTexans at gmail.com. But hit me up, like, subscribe, rate, and review. You know, give us five stars. It really help us out, boot us in the ratings, and get more people to see that we're here. But thank you for, again. Stay safe out there. Be smart. And don't forget... Go Texans!